four out of five. That's 80%. Four out of the past five years, the Buffalo Bills have made the playoffs. I don't know about you, but that's freaking awesome. You're now listening to the Wandering Buffalo Podcast with your hosts, Andrew Chang and Justin Goddard. Hello and welcome into another episode of the Wandering Buffalo Podcast, a show here on the Built in Buffalo Network. My name is Andrew Chang and it's actually just going to be me today. Justin can't make it to tonight's recording because he had to pick up some extra shifts. So he's not able to be with us. But right off the bat, Justin and I wanted to wish everyone a happy new year. We hope that everyone had a fun, safe time, and what better way to ring in the new year with the Bills' victory over the Atlanta Falcons, and moreover, the Bills are in the playoffs. So that's just so nice to say, right? You know, this season's been a lot of ups, a lot of downs, much kind of like kind of like this game, and we'll get into that. But uh, all in all, Bills are back in the playoffs. And they're poised to make a run in 2022. So I'm about that. And that just gets me so hyped up. As always, you can find us on most social media and podcasting platforms. And of course, on YouTube by searching up the Wandering Buffalo podcast. In tonight's episode, we're going to break it up to four segments like we've been doing. And we're going to start off with this first one. Number one, Josh Allen, the passer versus Josh Allen, the rusher. So initially, this game starts off how you kind of expect it. You know, the Bills are going up against the 24th ranked defense in the NFL. Bills should be able to take advantage of that. And it looked like Josh Allen was starting off pretty hot. I'm pretty sure he went for six for nine and started passing the ball off in some really tight windows. You saw Gabriel Davis, uh, Cole Beasley get involved, Diggs, all those guys, and then you just started to see this drop off and it didn't really happen until after the two rushing touchdowns by Josh Allen, which I'll get to in a second. But after the bills were up 14 to what five, it it just slowly declined. His passing production went lower and lower. And I kept Watching this game, scratching my head like, what is going on? On top of that, he threw three interceptions, and I understand two of them were tip passes. So, yeah, that's that's not ideal. One of them, you know, got tipped at the line, so it is what it is. The second one, he tries to squeeze it in, in around like four or five Falcon defenders, which probably wasn't going to work anyway, but we ultimately know that it got tipped in got intercepted in the end zone, so that wasn't ideal. And then to start off the third quarter, you see Josh Allen throw another interception where it seems like Beasley kind of gets jammed up, like running a straight line or a go route, and it gets picked off. A.J. Terrell takes it, and it just seemed like the momentum was shift shifting so hard in the Falcons' uh, favor, and I'm not going to lie, I started to get worried. Josh Allen... Com- like completed 11 passes for 26 yards or 11 out of 26 attempts. That's good for 42%. 
120 yards on average, a depth of 4.6 yards per average, a rating of 17, much like his jersey. That, in my opinion, was probably one of the worst outings for Josh Allen I've seen in his entire career. And he's come a long way from that. And, you know, it, it just happened. It's fine. But I think my one friend, Joe, put it best. Josh Allen and the Bills are the only team that I have confidence that can throw three interceptions and still come back. And they ultimately did. They were able to get over that hump and, you know, eventually find the end zone and finish the game 29, putting 29 points on the Falcons. So that was pretty cool. I didn't like the interceptions. I didn't like how the passing game just kind of disappeared, but it was clear that the rushing attack, and specifically Josh Allen on on the ground, really played a huge role into why the Bills were ultimately able to get away, uh, pull away from the Falcons, which I, I very much like seeing. So it is what it is, and... Josh Allen knows that he needs to be better, but this is not something that he's going to take home and write home about. If anything, I suspect that he'll watch this game over and over again and just go like, why did I do that? Why did I do that? And who knows what brand of Josh Allen we're going to see next week against the New York Jets. But hopefully, he'll be able to have more success through the air than he did this week. Let's move on. Segment number two, penalties. And I already kind of mentioned this, but momentum getting lost and shifting towards the the Atlanta Falcons. So I don't know about you, but from a bird's eye view and, and just in general with this victory, yeah, we won, but it, it didn't really feel like a convincing win. If that makes any sense. Like I, I really, and that could be, you know, with the three interceptions that got thrown because Again, a lot of meat was left out on the bones. A lot of mistakes, easily preventable mistakes happened. And ultimately, I find myself at the end of this game thinking, yeah, we won. We got this victory. That's sweet. But we just made so many mistakes. And credit to the team because we were able to you know, move past that. But the Bills continuously find themselves sometimes being their own worst enemies. And you saw that with some penalties, the special teams muff, muffs, I should say, against uh, with Marquez Stevenson, right? We saw one pop out, and they were, and the Falcons were able to get on top of it. and Or no, Jay Kumaro got on top of it, unfortunately, in the end zone. So it was a safety. Better that than a touchdown, I suppose. And then later in the game, you see that McDermott's like, you know what, I don't really trust... Stevenson to take this punt return. I'm going to throw out Micah Hyde. Micah Hyde goes in there for one punt return, I believe. And then the next punt return, you see Stevenson back there. And he catches it, muffs it a little bit. Now he's able to recover it and you know progress forward. But I, I am just concerned about Stevenson, McKenzie... In terms of returning these big punts, right? They they've proven to be inconsistent, and 
it their momentum shifting because you saw how the Falcons got rejuvenated off that safety and eventually and their opportunities that they got with the interceptions because eventually at halftime they they were up 15 to 14 against the Bills which I don't think anywhere anyone out there in the Bills or just football world in general could have predicted or thought because it just seems so ludicrous but it happened so that that's a little unfortunate and then moving on more more to the momentum and penalties they were I I don't think the Bills were that bad but they definitely didn't help themselves with some penalties and specific and there you know there was one penalty that I thought were was really soft against at Oliver where he pushes uh, Matt Ryan but he doesn't drive him to the ground it didn't look like he was leading with this crown of his helmet but they're going to call that I guess and it sucks because I think that the Falcons did that did something very similar to Josh Allen but it didn't get called and obviously I I have my Bills goggles on and I'm a biased fan but again if you're going to call something one way call it the other way and there were just multiple moments where I just felt like the Bills were shooting themselves in the foot whether that be penalties bad play calling or just overall poor execution so I I would say that that was the perfect storm for the Falcons to capture the momentum of this game and eventually able for them to get that 15 to 14 lead going into the half. Let's move on to the third segment. Cause this, this really, really, I guess kind of is like the turning point of the game. And before we get into that, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. We're going to wrap up this episode by talking about the third segment, which would, I guess I would call the turning point. And that's coaching adjustments and running versus passing, right? Lately, especially, think think back to the Tampa Bay game. They opened that game up by saying, you know what? We are going to abandon the run. We're just not going to do it. And... In this game, you saw them coming out strong with the passing game. And eventually, in the second half, they pretty much abandoned the pass. and Which which seems so weird, right? Because you don't think of the Bills as a really good rushing team. Now, I understand, I, I'm just going off the top of my head, but I think they were like 13th in the league in terms of rushing. And that's... That's, you know, because Josh Allen is typically our leading rusher for this team, but not this week. This week, Devin Singletary carried the ball 23 times for 110 yards, 4.8 yards per average, so I love that, two touchdowns, and had a long run of 20. The next one, Josh Allen, 15 carries, 81 yards, 5.4 yards on average, two touchdowns, long of 16. After that, it's Moss and Isaiah McKenzie. Moss had some good runs in there too, but realistically, Singletary had the lead, um, was definitely the lead back again. He did really good, got those two touchdowns. I thought his vision was great. And then Josh Allen, able to make things happen on the ground. 
We saw, again, I mentioned earlier, he wasn't having a great day passing the ball, but when he was when he was running with the ball, he was just making plays left and right, juking people out, running running into contact. Now, some people don't like that, but that's part of Josh Allen's game. If we do, if Josh Allen doesn't do that, we probably lose a lot more games than we win games, to be honest, cuz we we all love the hurdle play, right? But if he's if he's too scared to run the ball or do anything of that caliber, then we don't get the, those kind of highlights, right? And I want to talk about coaching adjustments because the Bills shut out the Falcons in the third and the fourth quarter. Complete second half, right? First quarter, they get the safety. Second quarter, they get the 13 points. And after that, nothing. I think the Bills defense did a great job of tightening the clamps down. Now, I understand that Kyle Pitts didn't really play the second half, but still, you got to tip your cap to Leslie Frazier, Sean McDermott, and the rest of this defense because they were able to stop the Falcons from even getting a field goal, which is fantastic football. And then again, on the flip side of the coin, you also have to give credit to Brian Dable because he didn't run his head into a wall, which makes which is easier said than done because in I guess if I was the offensive coordinator, I I probably would have been like, all right, let's sprinkle some run and some more passing in there because this is the 24th ranked defense. There's no reason why we shouldn't be able to pass the ball on them. But if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And it wasn't. The rushing game just kept working and working and working. In total, the Bills rushing attack, 44 carries, 233 yards, Four touchdowns. That's really good. Pass catchers for the Bills. 11 catches. 120 yards. No touchdowns. Along the 15. As I mentioned, 24 attempts. Only 11 completions. Clearly, the rushing attack was the answer for the Buffalo Bills this Sunday against the Falcons. And I'm glad that they were able to find that find these answers and make those those halftime adjustments because it just seems sometimes and like you know a year or two years ago I don't remember but like everyone was saying you know the Bills do not know how to play it in the third quarter they just can't make these adjustments when the other team does well you saw the Bills respond and it ultimately led to a Bills victory because after that the Bills scored eight points in the third and then seven in the fourth eventually putting the game away. So, pretty awesome stuff there. Let's move on to the last segment here, and that's 4 out of 5. That's 80%. 4 out of the past 5 years, the Buffalo Bills have made the playoffs. I don't know about you, but that's freaking awesome. The Bills controlled their their own destiny, right? And they they still can win the AFC East. They have the Jets next, right? They just beat the Falcons. That's awesome. A team that they should have beat. They beat the New England Patriots. Awesome. A very big game. They were able to do that. 
right? Amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. And I I think that this team in general Oh, and they beat the Panthers too. Sorry, I'm like losing track. So they're on a three-game winning streak right now. They finished that fourth game versus the Jets. By the way, the Jets got to come here. I'm looking at that game right now. The Jets got to come here. And according to ESPN matchup predictor, the Jets have a 7.1% chance of winning that game. The Bills win this game. They're AFC East champs two years in a row. They get at least one home playoff game. There's not much more you can ask for in this team. By the way, the Chiefs lost this week against uh, the Bengals. I don't know who they're playing in Week 18, but what if they lose? And the Bills win. I'm pretty sure that the Bills have the tiebreaker over them. I'm not I'm not looking at like any playoff predictor and seeding all that stuff, but this is just me going off the top of my head. And I say all this just to let you guys know that this this victory, right, wasn't ideal. We wanted a blowout and yeah, we we beat them by what? 14 points. Yeah, we beat them by 14 points, two touchdowns. That's great and all, but I, I think everyone would agree with me when when I say I thought this would have been a bigger win. And it is a big one. It just doesn't feel like a big one. At the end of the day, the W matters, and that's awesome, but it just doesn't feel like it was a convincing win to me. And I I hope that the Bills, Sean McDermott, Leslie Frazier... Brian Dayball, Josh Allen, you know, all the playmakers and the coaching staff, everyone, every every person in the Buffalo Bills organization takes their next game very seriously. And I'm not saying that they didn't take this game seriously, but it I started to get almost those Jacksonville kind of vibes for a second. I was like, oh my God, is this going to happen? Is this how, if like, because if the Bills didn't win against the Falcons, I was already laying in bed thinking to myself, the Bills don't deserve to go, or at least they don't deserve to win the AFC East, at least. that This would pretty much solidify the fact that the Bills are such an inconsistent team that you just can't count on them winning a game week to week. But here we are. They won. Not in the most convincing fashion, if you ask me, but uh, I'm just happy about that number. 80%. Four of the fat five last years, the Bills have made it to the playoffs. And I'm not trying to be like a wet blanket on this victory, but that is something to be mindful of. And really also, again, to be excited for. The Bills made it to the playoffs. That's amazing. And that's going to wrap it up for this episode. But before we, I do that, actually, I got to give you my spotlight player of the game. And that's got to be, there are a couple people out there, but I'm going to give it to Singletary. Two touchdowns, thought he did a pretty good job out there. The team's leading rusher outside of Josh Allen. Pretty good, pretty good. Can't ask more for that. And like I said, that's going to wrap it up for today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. 
Uh, we got our game uh, preview episode where I believe Justin will be available for it, uh, dropping this Thursday. So please tune into that. It will be a big game for us. Uh, again, it's against the Jets, but it's big for me because there's, you know, the this thing called the division that's kind of on the line. <laughs> so the Bills need to play serious. Um, go ahead and like, comment, subscribe, and review our podcast. Uh, you can find it on YouTube and most social media platforms. You can find Justin on most social media platforms as well by searching up JGods22 and me by searching up 2 Changs. That's going to do it for today's episode. I hope everyone has a great rest of your Monday. Awesome win. Not the most convincing again, but still, a win is a win. And the Bills are that much closer to going or to be be to become back-to-back AFC East champs, and I'm all for it. Thanks for listening. Go Bills.